This podcast does contain adult content and adult language. Parental guidance is suggested. Jessica Anderson and John Kusher, two divorce lawyers podcasting about family law, relationships, and celebrity splits. You're listening to Love Court Off the Record. Mark and Steve met when they were in high school. Steve was born and raised in the small rural town in which they lived. Mark moved there in 10th grade. Their friendship grew into love, and when they graduated from high school, they moved in together. Steve went to a nearby university and eventually graduated from nursing school. Mark went straight to work and supported them financially the entire time while Steve was in school. Mark was a 911 dispatcher and, in fact, worked various jobs and sometimes had held more than one job at once. Mark and Steve wanted to get married, but the laws at the time did not allow for it. They planned on registering as domestic partners and had even filled out the paperwork. They just never got around to making it legal. The couple was excited when they were able to purchase a home close to Steve's family's 2.5-acre property outside of town. They were the youngest homeowners they knew. It was not without stress, however, and Mark was looking forward to a time when Steve would share in the financial burdens of their household. After a couple of years, Steve finished nursing school. He immediately secured a job at a local major hospital. Steve quickly made several new friends at work, including Rick. During his first day on the job, Rick invited the couple to a party at his house. They went. Mark liked Steve's new friends and even commented to Steve on the way home that Rick was a decent cook. Within a week of working long hours at the hospital, things began to change. The first weekend, Steve did not come home and would not answer his phone. Mark frantically called Steve's family and friends. Two days later, Steve came home and told Mark that he had spent the weekend with Rick and that he wanted to break up. Steve said that he was moving out of their house. Mark was devastated. Steve was not interested in talking it over. He was adamant that their relationship was over. He left their house again. When it was clear that Steve was not coming back, Mark loaded up Steve's personal belongings, including clothes, electronics, and books, into his vehicle. He then drove him down to the shed that they had built at the base of the property. The shed had various items, including Steve's four-wheelers, which were purchased by Mark and titled in his name. Mark then proceeded to light the shed on fire, four-wheelers and all. Not wanting to start a wildfire, Mark called the fire department and told them he was doing a controlled burn. The fire department came to oversee the burn, and being a 911 dispatcher, Mark knew all the members of the fire crew. When Mark told the firemen why he had burned the shed, the firemen laughed. One even told him not to give his wife any ideas. Mark then called Steve and told him that there was nothing left for him at the house, so there was no reason to come back. So Mark lit his stuff on fire. His and Steve's stuff. But isn't it Mark's stuff because you said he was hoping he would help with the financial burdens. He's never been helping with any of the finances. Right, but they were living together. Like a married couple would do. They weren't married and they, they weren't technically domestic partners, but they were living together. So all of Mark's stuff was Steve's stuff, just like in any marriage. <laughs> so the firefighters came out and just laughed about it? Yeah, because Mark was friends with them. He was a 911 dispatcher. Oh, man. We actually met with Mark. We did. Lovely gentleman. He is. He's a nice guy. Dangerous, but lovely. <laughs> and here's what that visit was like. Hello. Hi, I'm Jessica. Hello, I'm Mark. I'm John. Nice John, to see Mark. Oh, good to meet you. you. Yes. Oh, your house is so cute. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for meeting with us. So, as I told you on the phone, we were contacted by Steve. Okay. Um, who is your ex-boyfriend? Yes. And Steve has a beef with you. The story kind of fascinated me in general. Um, and so I thought it would be a good idea to get your side of the story because... There's always story. two sides. Right. And we see a lot of weird stuff as divorce attorneys. You setting a fire 
to all of your stuff, um, that's not how all cases end, but I, I thought it was interesting enough to come here to talk to you about it. So okay. thank you for talking with us. No problem. Well, thank no you problem. for the beverage. I appreciate that. Thank You're you welcome. Much. You're welcome. You guys recently broke up and you, you set a shed on fire with like all of your stuff in it. Yes. What was in the shed? That I've been wanting to know that. We built a pole barn in a shed on some land that we were eventually going to build a house on. Inside the shed was just recreational vehicles. We had a couple four-wheelers, stuff like that. You set the four-wheelers on fire? Yes. Why would you do such a thing? Well, I, we bought them together. It was just spiteful memory. Could you have taken them out of the shed? Yes, I could have. Did they have gasoline in them? They did. <laughs> did it like blow up? A little bit. So other than four-wheelers, was there anything like else that was valuable in it? Not really. Some old dishes, stuff like that. that... So you didn't take things from the house and put it in yeah, the shed? Yeah, I did. That oh, was... shit. Yeah. What we kept stored in it was just stuff we didn't use all the time or like four-wheelers we'd go out and use for a weekend or whatever. After the whole argument and all of that took place, I then loaded up like... <laughs> basically Sorry. everything he owned because he like left freaking out and I don't know where he went to but he didn't come back so I waited for like an hour and then I loaded everything up in my car and then anything kind of that had a memory or we bought together or whatever and I brought it out there and I just set it on fire and called the control burn in can I can I back up yeah I mean that's an extraordinary reaction <laughs> I think I've never lit it's a little yes. dramatic yes uh, and dangerous. Well, he called in a controlled burn, so... <laughs> and I also had a friend who worked for the fire department, so he brought one of the, I don't know what they're called, water tankers out or whatever, like midway through, <laughs> to make sure I didn't start any forest fires, and then he actually was the one that, like, doused it all in the end, so... You now are local, and Steve is from a small town that we won't disclose. Yes, very rural. So you knew everyone yeah, like, in Yeah, it was very, very small community. So everyone knew each other. Everyone was in everyone's business. What did he do that drove you to this extreme? My past is a lot of, like, childhood PTSD, so, and very religious. I started out dating, and then I said to myself, whoever I start to date seriously we should be able to make this work as like a lifelong commitment. I guess that's where I kind of stood. We both had jobs. We had bought a house the year before together. We had been together for quite a while and then didn't come home from work one Friday night, didn't text, turned his phone off like around 11 p.m. that night. What does Steve do? He was a nurse at the time. He had just graduated nursing school. Okay, so he turns clinic. his phone off and he doesn't come home. Yeah, and then Called his parents, they hadn't heard from him. His sister was asking why he wasn't responding to anything or anyone. Oh. And I was like, we had an argument. The argument a few days before was basically like, finances, jobs, get one, start looking, thank you for graduating, so on and so forth. And then like two days later out of nowhere, he got a phone call that Thursday he started, Friday didn't come home. And then Monday comes home no communication over the weekend and was just like hey blah 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 and then had a huge dramatic apology of what happened why who so on and so, so forth so did he like admit to yeah he was very like just affair? straightforward about what happened he had an affair yeah 
totally and a guy like he met on Thursday at work which became instant friends and then he had a roommate I think her name was Katie or something and they were having dinner and I was like no I don't really want to go well Steve just decided to go to dinner Friday night and then not come home or talk to me, I guess, that whole weekend. And I was just like, what the hell? So you were brewing a little bit. So, yeah. And I already kind of, like, had my doubts and suspicions and whatever from my past. So I'm already very leery with trust and stuff. Were, so. they, were they intimate with each other or they just had dinner together? Oh, no. They did a lot. They did everything together. Oh, my gosh. Um, Whoa. Including some drugs, which I'm never okay with on that end or never... Like what kind of drugs? I was told methamphetamine. But Holy shit! So he does. He goes on a bender. Yeah, like he completely went out. I don't know. Whooped it up for the weekend <laughs> behind my back. It was all creepy. It was just. So he comes home and he's sorry, or he's not sorry. He's sorry. He's crying hysterically and completely not himself. And I was just assuming, okay, well that's coming down from your crack meth weekend, whatever it was, and guilt and feeling bad or whatever, so. So this was just like a couple months ago, right? Yes. So is he still on drugs? I don't believe so, but I don't have contact with him enough to tell you honestly if he is or not. Okay, so it was after he came home on that Monday Mm -hmm. and tells you everything. That is the day you torched the shed? That evening was, yeah. So what was your response to him when he like came clean? I kind of yelled, I think I said, how could you? All of that stuff, what was going through your mind. I had my suspicions, but it's interesting when they're confirmed, you go to a whole different place of, is this reality now? You don't really believe it or want to, I think, instantly, so. And this time you owned a piece of property together and were building a house, or? It was actually his parents' property that they were going to give him later on in life. We had bought a house closer what you could say is in town to the small area. Did did you uh, know he was a drug user? No. When we were friends pretty much since we were 16. And so once he turned 18, he liked to go to some raves and parties and whatever. And I was just kind of like, nah, it's growing up, I guess. I didn't think it was a big thing. And so during our experimental years, I was more shrug it off unless it became a problem which it never had so how long were you guys together we were together from 2019 end of 19 to 26 so wow some years yeah did he hook up with a doctor or was it another nurse was it a patient it was another nurse and and what did you come away with kusher after meeting with with mark some fear and anxiety why are you afraid and anxious well (laughs) That this could happen to you, that you could be Steve? Yeah. I mean, it could happen to anybody, I guess. I've I've never had a case where a structure was burned with contents inside. Take us to the moment where you decide this is what you're going to do with the fire. I don't honestly know what clicked to make me do it. I know I was pissed and I was like, I want to get back to you in some way. And clearly it was the most immature way I could figure out. But it <laughs> happened. Um, now he was out of the house, right? Right at this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> he was gone. He turned his phone off again. Okay. Was like, whatever. And I'm just like, okay, I can't deal with this. And I had a full-time job where it took a lot of my mental capacity during the day. And so after that, it's just kind of like, I need downtime, relax. And... What was your job? All of this. I was a 911 dispatcher at the time. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. In a small community. Yes. Never had anything, no confrontations, no fights, no physical anything, nothing at all. I think it went to such a dramatic level because of TV, I think. Because you can (laughs) see and you hear of people burning people's cars down after breakups or stuff like that or bashing their windows out of their cars. Did part of you want to get on television or something? No, I didn't want anyone to know, actually. When I called in the control burn, I called in, like... (laughs) in official 911 dispatcher capacity and was like, this stays silent and goes nowhere and it's not on the radio <laughs> tons of stuff. I literally just wanted him to get that like something had been severed versus <laughs> just brain. feel bad for yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It was a couple four-wheelers, a lot of his stuff. All of anything that was left at the house when he, after he told me that Monday night, it was clothing. You're like dragging all his stuff out into the barn? Yeah, yeah. Did anyone help you? Out of our house, no. How long did that take? No one helped me. (laughs) A couple hours. Like, did you use a wheelbarrow or were they all in bags? No, it was, our garage was attached to the house and so I literally just opened up all the car doors that I was going to need in the trunk, laid the seats down and just started packing the car. It was anything pretty much that we had. You burned up a car? No, not the car. I burned up like anything that was possessions of both of ours that I why did you emotionally Oh, you drove the car down to the shed. Yes, oh. yes. The shed okay. was on at a different part of the property. Yeah. It's frightening. Don't you think that's frightening? I thought it was interesting. I thought it was responsible of him that he called in a controlled burn so as to not like mm. See, burn down I, anything else. I viewed that more as this is the way I can complete my dastardly act by calling in a controlled burn with my 911 operator language my buddies yeah i found him very likable i, he I is don't likable that's i think that's why the firemen were cool with it because they knew him and he was just pu- pushed to the edge of yeah but i'm not he, saying that i i think it's okay that he burnt the stuff someone that is not in control of their anger and their emotions that sets something on fire I can understand you're so upset, you're confused, and maybe you put everything and you want to sell it or whatever, but to take it to the next level, to set it on fire, you're at a different level in your emotions. You're not in control of your emotions Right, and the scary part is he did this over several hours. But how long did it take? Two hours? About two hours to go through stuff, yeah, because I kind of got a little sentimental, and then I was questioning things, and then I guess... My psycho gene just took over so and you would not said, have the defense of heat of the moment like you might yeah. you in a criminal defense case. Yes. I'm, con- I'm really concerned about this story. It's not like he didn't have the chance to cool off. He did. And correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he say he was gone for several days, so he had all this time to stir, and he takes two hours to pack his vehicle to me, if I was a judge and I heard this case, it's not even a crime of passion anymore. You had enough time to oh, gather yeah. yourself. I think that Mark was in a bad place. I agree. And I think that he had some issues at that point in time. And I don't think that setting Steve's stuff on fire was the appropriate response. The way Steve just left so coldly like that, though, I mean, that might drive anyone crazy. Did you use an accelerant? No. Clothing? Cotton. Huh. I used. So just I a just match? You just threw a match in there or what? I, a lighter, like a candle lighter, and then I threw the candle lighter in 
in there too. <laughs> well, I'm, just in. Well, I'm just wondering, were you standing outside smoking a cigarette in a trench coat, just watching it burn? <laughs> no, I mean, were I, you I did. A fedora? I did stand outside and just watch the watch whatever. I think I actually took a couple pictures and sent them to him. Shit, do you have them? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look. <laughs> were you smoking no. a cigarette? Hmm. I did not smoke cigarettes at that time. Damn it. How long did this fire burn for? Um, 40 minutes. You weren't nervous at all at that point? No, I called in a control burn and I was like, parents I didn't think would want to press charges or anything. They were intending to give us the land and then we had built it. We had bought the material. Oh, you had built the shed. Yeah. It was your shed. Yeah. You can burn your own stuff, can't you? I thought it was a control burn. It was like you can burn weeds and shit. Well, see, I didn't tell them I'm control burning like a structure because then you actually have to pay for a fire department to come surround you and protect the trees or desert whatever's around you so i just said i was control burning like a fire pit area so did steve call you after this yeah basically it was like what is going on what did you do whatever and it's like i didn't really know what to say so at first i wasn't responding back and then i was just kind of like well you have no reason to come back to the house there's nothing of yours here so good luck with that and so that was so that's why steve is pissed yes Steve wants to, um, he wants to know his legal recourse. The problem is, is like, if I finance everything, isn't it then in (laughs) my name? We're not married. We're not. Yeah, you weren't domestic partners. I don't know. I mean, it's hard if, if it was all your stuff that you burnt. I mean, who were the ATVs registered to? Me, my dad. I think you can burn Like, I mean, essentially stuff. everything we had, our cars were jointly registered. I mean, but the problem is, is... He loaded the he loaded the car with all of his stuff and said he wasn't going to burn this. And he they just, said, I'm going to burn it because it's his, that son of a bitch. And no, clothes. Yeah. Well, he still, yeah. So Funny. he just destroyed some of his Well, electronics. I mean, pretty much anything. Oh, electronics yeah. too? Like iPads and... Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is really wasteful. Like a laptop. Xbox, a so PS4. if uh, if I were to add up <laughs> a um, PS4, I don't even have a PS4. You could have given me. Do that. you not play it? I could have given you that. Yes. You do or you don't? I don't. I play Xbox occasionally, but. Oh man. And then he loses at a game and gets mad and burns it. But, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Throws it in the garbage disposal. It's really crazy. <laughs> it's really pretty crazy. Yes. If people knew they could get away with things, Mark clearly knew he could get away with it. I mean, he had thought it out. He knew the people he was going to call. He knew the way he was going to do it so he didn't get in trouble. Our clients that we divorce and are so angry, if they knew they could get away with certain things, I bet they would do things like this. Most of us don't have access to firefighters that are going to like bring a water truck to like douse the flames. I would just never think I could get away with something like that. Mark knew he could. So if you knew you could. I think that's like the reasoning of a sociopath, though. I know I can get away with it. Who thinks like that? Mm. This reminds me of Betty Broderick. Betty Broderick was a woman who was married. Her husband was getting his medical degree at Cornell University. She was working, paying for his schooling. As soon as he became well-to-do doctor, she started to suspect that her husband was having an affair. She caught him cheating. They ended up divorcing. The divorce was drawn out, and she ended up murdering her husband, her ex-husband, and his new wife. This is an actual case that happened in the late 80s. Wow, that's crazy. She felt as though he pushed her into this by, I supported you, I did everything for you, and then 
you know, breaks into their home, basically walks in and guns them down while they're asleep. And in this case, maybe Mark feels like I've done everything to help you become a success. Yeah, he worked while Steve was in school. People died. I mean, she deserved to get into trouble. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's right, but I kind of get where Mark is at. Mm. He has supported Steve. He put him through school. He mentions that they had an argument before about jobs and finances. Time to get to work. He finally gets a job and then... He's not even there a week Within and a he's day. banging the guy Rick. that he works with. In your mind, you're thinking, great, we're on the next phase of our life. We're going to be buying a home together and moving on to our future and maybe making things official now. Right. And then he shits all over Mark. I mean, I see where Mark's at, but it doesn't stop me from thinking that Mark is crazy. You can't set someone's crap on fire. Even though he now says it was his crap, to me, that's lunacy. Well, I think it was technically his stuff. If he had paid for it all, purchased it all. And what I did gather from my converse- our conversation with Mark was that he only burnt up stuff that was going to remind him of their relationship. But he also told Steve, like, there's nothing for you to come back for, so don't even bother. <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing here for you. pictures. I definitely don't want Mark as my client. I, I know that for sure. Not because he's not a lovely person, just because I don't want those facts. The hardest part for me was that when we asked Mark whether or not he would he would still do it, he said this. And regret, I don't know if that is a good word. I had regrettable moments. But overall... You still would have burnished. I think I would have. <laughs> I can't, right now, I can't you would say, still yeah, it. yeah. You've been listening to Love Court Off the Record. I'm podcast producer Connie Ray reminding you if you want your legal questions answered by John or Jessica on the podcast, you can write to us via askjessica at alice965.com or send a private message to their Facebook page, Anderson Kusher. That's K E U S C H E R.